The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out, to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon, the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first one to say they're sorry wins the argument, right? Once upon a time, two friends were driving through the desert when their car ran out of gas. They were in the middle of nowhere. They were forced to walk in the blazing sun to the nearest town. A heated argument broke out at some point over who forgot to get gas. And in the heat of it all, one friend slapped the other in the face, knocking him to the ground. But without saying anything, he wrote in the desert sand, Today, my best friend slapped me in the face. They continued on for miles until the one who got slapped in the face just couldn't walk anymore. As a result, the other friend carried him over his shoulder and also gave him the last of his water. The two kept walking and limping on until they found some shade under an overpass. While lying there, the one who got slapped wrote on the concrete, Today, my best friend saved my life. Confused, the friend who had both slapped and saved his best friend asked him, after I hurt you, you wrote in the sand, and now you write on stone? Why? The friend replied, When someone hurts us, we should write it down in sand, where the winds of forgiveness can erase it away. But when someone does us good, we must engrave it in stone where no wind can ever erase it. <clears throat> in our second reading today, St. Paul mentions the word reconcile three times saying for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son much more surely having been reconciled we will be saved by his life 
But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received reconciliation. So, a split or a division of some kind must have occurred for reconciliation to be so necessary. An argument must have happened, and there was. A long, long time ago, before all of us and the earth existed, there was a breakup, a division between God and Satan. And that argument continued down to the Garden of Eden, and sadly, we got caught up in it. Satan brought Adam and Eve into this argument and spoke bold-faced lies to us, and we believed it. We fell for it hook, line, and sinker. This broke our relationship with God, so reconciliation was now greatly needed. Now, a few things I've learned the hard way. Reconciliation is probably the easiest thing to fix, but it's the hardest to get started. In order for any reconciliation to get off the ground, the first step is to state your desire for reconciliation to the other. This works all, every time. Let the other person know that we want to work things out and that our friendship is more important than this issue. This now sets the tone for honest and constructive conversation. And you know, God, he's the same way with us. Only he's always the first to act. Isaiah 1 verse 18 starts with this. Come now, let us discuss this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be like snow. Key line here. Come now, let us discuss this. God desires reconciliation with us. He wants whatever is between us removed. And what was in between us and God? Our sins. But God took care of that by sending his son, who took not only our sins, but also our shame on himself. And we can make that personal and say, he took not only my sins, but also my shame on himself. So now there's nothing that's going on in your life that God doesn't want to talk about. Now, to be clear, forgiveness is not reconciliation. It takes two to reconcile, two people to reconcile. You can forgive without ever experiencing reconciliation. Though forgiveness will many times lead to reconciliation. So before trying to mend any relationship, and again, I've learned this the hard way, it's important to start from your side first by forgiving from your heart. Ask God to help you with that. Forgiveness is not waiting for an apology. Jesus did not wait for the Pharisees to apologize to him before he forgave them from the cross. We have to try to understand why they may have hurt you and what they were feeling at the time. This doesn't mean you have to excuse their behavior, but it will help you sympathize with them and maybe see things from their point of view. Doing this ahead of time will get us ready for that move into reconciliation. And we'll be ready to say as God did, come now, let us discuss this. St. Paul reminds us, that God's reconciliation has already begun. The Father 
has answered Jesus' prayer from the cross. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. If possible, and I know it's not always possible, we should never put off being reconciled with others, and most importantly, with ourselves. As Catholics, we are blessed to have confession, and we call it the Sacrament of Reconciliation, rightly named. The truth is, heaven and earth are now reunited. God and man have been reconciled. And how do we know that? What are the signs that the argument is over between God and us? It's all the miracles and the healings that Jesus performed back then and his disciples are still performing now. This is heaven breaking through on earth, changing this person and that one, this heart and that heart. This is the evidence that the kingdom of heaven has come near. It's all a foretaste of the total healing, total restoration, and total reconciliation we will all experience when Jesus returns in glory. <clears throat> now, as we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, in prayer, let us engrave these words on our hearts. Today, my best friend saved my life. 